D. Smith, welcome in. It is the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast is brought to you by Three Punk Ales. It's in Chula Vista. It is also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is good to be a guy. That is quite the uh, biohazard suit you have on today for the podcast, Darren. Yes, you got to do what you got to do. When in infected Rome, you do as the infected Romans do. Is that the way you're supposed to say that? I don't know. I just sort of said that on the fly. I like that, actually. Yeah, wow. What What a time to be hosting a sports radio show. What a time to be hosting a soccer-specific podcast. If you would have told me five, six days ago, what do you think it's going to be like? Like two matches under our belt for SD Loyal. Obviously, the world has taken a much different turn. So as a result, radio shows, sports shows, we've all been put on pause. Everything's been put on hold. What that means for this podcast I don't know. I really don't. I don't know what it means for radio shows. I don't know what it means for this podcast. But, Jordan, we could run down the list of all the sports leagues that have been impacted by the global coronavirus precautions that are being taken, and not just precautions in a lot of places. Let's just suffice it to say, up until the point where you and I are recording on a Thursday morning, just before 10 a.m., Everything but the Premier League thus far has canceled. Anything that we would find relevant has decided to hit the pause button, including locally SD Loyal. So, you know, that's most local expanding out. I don't think Liga Emeekis yet has decided with Club Tijuana playing on Friday night or scheduled to play on Friday night. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, the things that you and I spend time talking about Everything has been put on pause. Most of these leagues have decided to postpone action. After some measures were taken to play behind closed doors, they've just decided that wasn't enough, especially once they realized that some of the players have been exposed to coronavirus and had to be quarantined. They just said, this is a little much now. And uh, following the way some of the other leagues, NBA and college basketball, have made their decisions. It's no real surprise that MLS, USL just announcing within the last hour that they're going to suspend operations for 30 days. Just seems to be the way things are going right now. Yeah, and then you find out that leagues are suspending play for 30 days. You don't even know what that means, really, at that point. Does that mean it's only going to be 30 days? Are we going beyond 30 days? You're not going to find a lot of people who think this story's going away in 30 days. A lot of people aren't going to think this virus is going away in 30 days. So what does it mean? How long is it going to be? Are we going to be suspended? We've There have been a lot of obstacles uh, to get a team in San Diego, a soccer team. I never considered this being one of those obstacles. <laughs> <I know laughs> to we finally get something going here and then stop, put the brakes on it. But yeah, I mean, it's impacting Major League Soccer. Darren, you reference USL. They're suspending play for, for 30 days at least. And even that, we don't know exactly what it means. So that news just coming down literally before we start recording here on a Thursday morning. So there's a lot of different ways that people will take this in the sports world. But on a soccer podcast, obviously, it impacts USL. It impacts Major League Soccer. It impacts the uh, leagues that our our clubs over in Europe are playing in. It, it It's it's a it's fascinating television at times. Even in the basketball world last night, watching the Mavericks play, and Mark Cuban finds out on live television what's happening, and he gets interviewed on live television. It's just, it's surreal, and it's impactful, and we really don't know what it's going to be going forward, which kind of creates a little bit more to it. It's another layer to it all, because you can say you're suspended for 30, but what does that really mean? 
Yeah, what does it mean? But, you know, I think the one thing, you know, as I think about it, and, you know, there are a couple of examples here. So, you know, you think about sports as a whole because, you know, we, we've been having the conversation about whether you should continue to play without fans for some period of time, play behind closed doors, or whether you should just postpone everything. And I think, you know, some of the names that we now have heard, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, announced on social media that, and through publicists, that they have both contracted the coronavirus. Now, they seem to be very healthy human beings. There's no reason to be concerned for loss of life in this situation, at least from where we sit. And they issued a statement. You mentioned the NBA. Uh, This is Donovan Mitchell. This is Rudy Gobert. Jordan, Cristiano Ronaldo is in quarantine right now. He is arguably the most famous athlete on the planet. So, you know, that gives it, I think for anybody who had said, Listen, you know, this is over precautionary. This is a lot of hot air. This is just this is overreaction at the very highest levels. Like those are those are those are Leicester City players are being quarantined. Juventus players are being quarantined, including CR7. So, you know, uh, Real Madrid is in quarantine. So, you know, you you think about like that that to me adds like a whoa, okay, uh, that's a different level of um Popularity, uh, a well above people who host podcasts, people who listen to podcasts, people who show up and go watch soccer matches. So you know, it it sort of has given it, you know, real life credibility that people uh, at at those levels of society, not better, worse, just more popular and and certainly wealthier, and the people who we spend time talking about, you know, that that those people find themselves in these situations, I think, should be a wake up call for the rest of it. Everybody, whether you think this is being overreactive or not. I mean, if anything, I'd rather be overreactive than underreactive in this situation. I would agree with that. And um, specifically on this podcast, when you talk soccer, soccer is a sport that is obviously unlike other sports. Um, I, I think the the importance of fans, the supporter culture is a little bit different in this sport than others. And if you're take away whatever it is, you can the coronavirus or if there is anything else that would uh, throw something into the the scheduling for soccer matches. I would prefer a postponement over playing in front of an empty stadium. I don't know if there's a right decision or a wrong decision there, but I guess just as a personal preference, when I watch soccer and I'm watching San Diego Loyal play last night in Tacoma in an empty stadium and the broadcast is just dead silent and you can hear pens rolling around on the desk. And right. Yeah, it's it changes everything for me. And it's a little bit of a reminder of the importance of the supporter culture and the fans in this sport, especially and in every single sport. But it really is spotlighted in soccer, I feel. I mean, I. For me personally, not that this really matters at all, I would prefer a postponement over playing in front of in, in empty stadiums. That would be my preference. I mean, the, I think Pep Guardiola said it right. I think the fans are everything. You play for the fans. And I was glad to see Loyal take that approach. Now, obviously, this is out of their hands because the league has decided to suspend play for 30 days. But Warren Smith said it best, and this is a quote. San Diego Loyal is a team of the fans, and we want to do all that we can to ensure that they get to see their club play. Amid concerns over COVID-19, we also want to take all appropriate precautions for the safety of our staff, players, and fans. That, to me, is hitting the nail on the head. And I understand that that approach is going to be different. I don't know that that needs to be the approach for college basketball or professional basketball or La Liga or the Premier League. You know, I'm just saying that's the, that's 
That's the message that has resonated most with me. You, you, what is sport without fans? You know, I mean, you, you watch yesterday. I sit here and I broadcast in the studio every day, and you've broadcast in studios just like this, where I have all these banks of televisions. And yesterday, though, PSG figured out a way to make a great moment post-match with their players celebrating high from up above over all the PSG supporters outside of the stadium in Paris. But watching the contrast between PSG playing Dortmund on one television and then watching Anfield on the other, like, I'm like, how do you, how do you, perform, how do you expect anybody to play if you don't have that? You know, and again, credit to the PSG players for giving their fans something. You know, for giving them that moment in that courtyard. It was an amazing picture. Mm-hmm. But I think, for the most part, at least for me, you know, I, I, I agree with what Warren Smith said. You know, it's not just SD Loyal being a team of the fans. I mean, think locally here about college basketball. What would a college what would a San Diego State game be without the show? Like, you know, like. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm 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 just sort of you know, stream of conscious here, like thinking like thinking aloud. But I mean, you know, you can't play without fans. No. What are we doing if we're doing this? It's not the same. It's absolutely not the same. Especially saw, in this sport. Yeah, especially in the sport of soccer. We saw it last night in Tacoma. It just has a different feel to it completely. And and this is going to be if you. If you take a little bit more of a big picture approach to it, looking back, let's say it's five, ten years from now, this is going to be considered the twenty. This is the coronavirus season in every single sport. That's how you're going to remember it. Though 2020, that was potentially the year that MLS had their season shortened by a couple games, or they weren't able to make up certain games, or USL potentially. I don't know what the what the approach is going to be. No one can predict how this all plays out. So, for years from now, hopefully years from now, Darren, when we're talking about this. Um, it's going to be considered, this was the coronavirus season, and this was, here were the impacts, and here's why it was different. Here's why this year was unlike any other year in sports, specifically soccer. Yeah, and, and you know, listen, uh, obviously we're operating on a relative scale, right? Like Like those who are suffering in hospitals, those in Italy, like... We understand that's what's most important here. So just, you know, we, we've got the perspective. Right. I'm just saying, relatively speaking, I do. I, we've talked so much about how determined Andrew Vasiliadis was, Warren Smith, Pete Thurson, Landon Donovan, how determined they were to make this thing happen for 2020. Think of all of the extra effort. And by the way, I'm just naming four or five people off the top. Jordan and I know dozens more that work for SD Loyal. Think of how hard everybody worked to get this thing going for March 7th. Right? Like the decision, 2020? Well, 2021 might be more practical. Nah, man, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's let's just throw it all out there. Let's get there for 2020. And they work so hard. Some of these people like 16-hour days for months to get this thing off the ground, only to find out it's one match, and then it's an away match, and then it's, well, now, who knows, 30 days at least the league decides we're going to put this thing on ice. And again, like I get it. like There are more important things, but... That that like oh, man, I just think about how hard they work to make this thing happen. You know, it's like it's like the old line about hurry up and wait. And now they they hurried up. They did such a good job. Capacity crowd, sixty thousand uh, six thousand plus people there. At Torero Stadium felt was like, like sixty. And and like now it's just like ah oh, man again like you know people are really really sick around the world. That's what's important. And you know I think that this is the right thing. But but that's that's obviously something that that I've thought about and. 
Uh, it's a bummer for those people who work so hard. But, you know, knowing them a little bit, I talked to them right before we came on the podcast. They've got great perspective. You know, they understand it. I do think soccer is a little bit more susceptible than some of these other sports because, you know, yeah. it often is reliant much more. There's a story in The Athletic that Jordan and I both read. You know, it often is reliant much more on, on fans, people inside of the building, because they don't have mega television contracts. You know, they don't have a fluffy nest in, in which to lay its eggs. So, you know, that that's a bit of a concern at the league level. But, you know, hopefully this is something now we're taking the right precautions in this country and, and hopefully we can be back sooner than, than later. Yeah, there are a lot of questions. And then if you can, I mean, if you're just looking at the soccer club, perspective it's like how does this work when you're when your game day revenue is your biggest form of revenue during the season that's not something to ignore so i it has kind of set up something that you think about i'll take a half glass full approach here we get the uh the home opener against las vegas and now all of a sudden it's going to be at least another 30 days before san diego loyal are playing another match based on what the league put out this morning Whenever the time comes, I'm uh, sorry. I mean, just just to, I know this is a podcast. Did that just happen in the middle of a game? I think it did. The Big East just canceled a conference tournament, I believe, in the middle of a game. In the middle of a game, St. John's was playing Creighton, and in the middle of the game, did they just decide that they're no longer going to continue to play? I looked up and saw the breaking news come across, and then I see coaches walking off the court. Um, looks like that's a wrap in the Big East. I mean, in the- I mean, that's where we're at. I mean, right. In the middle of a basketball game, they've just decided, all right, everybody, and, we're done here. And it's not that dissimilar to what we saw last night with Mark Cuban in Dallas finding out right on the spot on as he's sitting there courtside what's happening with the with the NBA and what their approach is going to be. And I thought his responses were fantastic, too, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, again, like there's there, there's no this is unprecedented. You and I have been in this business a long time. There's nothing quite like this. No. There's nothing to compare this to. This is also, Darren, back in your St. John's days. I don't know if there was a time for, they, they put out a special day, be like, all right, this is how you need to approach this kind of thing. No. Were you taught how to approach the coronavirus back when you're doing broadcasting? Because I, when I was doing broadcasting in college, that's not the, uh, we did not have a, a day set up for that. It's, it's, it's wild. People are finding out stuff on the fly. I mean, tournaments, it's the timing of it all, too, because it happens to Go down when the season just starts in USL. Major League Soccer just started. We're just getting to March Madness. We're into conference tournaments in college basketball. Um, obviously, NFL not in play right now, but we see what's happening in the NBA right, right now. It's it's in the moment. It's happening live, and it's, I mean... I'll give you another one. Spring training games in Florida and Arizona expected to be suspended. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, At this the point, how do you world not- has come to a pause. Like it's it's the entire, the entire world, to a certain extent, has come to a, a halt. But you know, since this is sports, like the sports world has come to an absolute halt. Euros this summer, Copa America. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm planning to be in South America. <laughs> They're showing our mascot sitting in an empty stadium. Awesome moment for St. John's. Um, no humans allowed. But if you're a mascot, you're allowed in there. Yeah. Um, what is that? Never mind. The U.S. men's national team, women's national team announced that some of the friendlies that they were scheduled to play. I'm sure L3 will do the same thing. You know, so, I mean, no matter which it is, again, and the only thing that, that is unconfirmed or not official at this time is the Premier League. Right. But, I mean, come on. Everyone else is... Everybody, what, they're going to be the one league on the whole planet that no. continues to play? There's no way they decide to make a different decision than everyone else. Um, to go back to what I was saying with the half glass full approach, at least, um, and just <laughs> stick with me on this one, but at least... <laughs> 
It feels like we're going to get another home opener pretty soon, right? Like, well, it's going to be such a huge gap in between that Las Vegas game and whenever SD Loyal play another match. Right. Like, that's going to be a whole new showcase. Like, let's do let's do that again. What happened the other Saturday against Vegas right. with uh, with three points this time? But let's do that again. Like, let's sell out that match again and let's pack the house again that time because we get it. I mean, we've been so excited and it gets ripped away from us at this after two matches. Damn it, Darren. We're in first place in the West right now. That's the other silver lining, too. SD Loyal. Top of the table for 30 days. We're the champs, baby. Throw a trophy on it. Right. I mean, this I is I want now. a star on our patch. Sure. <laughs> I mean, if they're going to bang the whole season, you know, give SD Loyal the championship. That yeah, would be something in, else. Let's right? include the star on the crest now. We already got it. We have four points. No one else is up to four points yet in the West. So, I mean, it's kind of it's simple math, if you ask me. Uh, but seriously, I think it really will. It will add excitement for that second game. And obviously, that's not the most important part right now. But again, this is a soccer podcast, so you got to bear with us a little bit. Um, but whenever that next home match is and whatever it's going to be, and there's no one who can exactly tell you what it's going to be, because as you see, there's games in the middle of games. People are getting ripped off the court. So yeah. no one can predict what's going to happen. But whatever that next game is going to be for SD Loyal, I'm hoping for another sellout and I'm hoping for another atmosphere like we got against Vegas. Yeah, I hope so, too. I mean, and, and we probably should. I mean, that would have been the majority of what this podcast was about, yeah. was you just taking over SD Loyal's Twitter handle, our, our Facebook, Instagram Live, Facebook, and we, we just took it over for a little pre-match stuff, for a little post-match stuff. That stuff was available. It was a ton of fun. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I gosh, I got a kick out of doing that. I, I mean, had it was so a little, much fun. It was a little bit of a fire drill, but yeah, they, they, just, they just gave us the keys <laughs> To, is it Facebook Live? Is that what it's called? Or yeah. Facebook, whatever. And Instagram. Uh, they, they, you know, we just sort of rolled with it and said, all right, we'll set up. They gave us a couple of chairs. They allowed us to go on the field. So we were down there. We had an opportunity to interview some people before, post-match. Yeah. Ton of fun. Yeah, great location. I love the location. Um, we were set up. We were able to talk with Charlie Adams after. He Charlie scored the, Adams. scored the first goal. Uh, for SD Loyal, so we got a, had a chance to talk to him, and Darren and I, I think uh, we learned a lot. Not just about the team, but we learned how to maybe use water bottles a little bit in those broadcasts. <laughs> we learned uh, overall. I mean, it was it was such a lot good of fun. Video. It that was, was really, such good video. We had like an hour of con- like an hour of really really good content, but like the only two seconds I was focused on was me throwing a water bottle across the set, and then Darren spilling one down the side of my left leg, going all the way into my shoe. That yes. was like the two seconds that were the most memorable for me. But there was like other the other fifty nine minutes, fantastic. Now, uh, who had who who was smoother in accident here? Who was it? Was it Jordan? Now we're gonna we should probably post this somehow on Instagram and let everybody vote for it. Uh, that's but a good but point. who had the smoother reaction to knocking over a water bottle? Because in Jordan's case, he just went right to the phone. I swear, I sat there on Sunday, I laughed my ass off watching you do that. You're not gonna believe me, but I swear to you, I was reaching for my phone and the water bottle got in the way. And you I was not reaching for the. <laughs> It was a shot on target, man. That was a shot on goal. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was reaching for my cell phone because I needed to see the timing. We needed to figure out where we were headed. And then all of a sudden, like a water bottle got in the way. And then it went flying and did a couple somersaults on the way down. And then it just popped right on the ground and off the... Off the screen for you, it was a little bit different. I feel like yours, yours was stretched out a little bit more. Yours was, uh, yours was trying to open a water bottle, but you had the. We only had two microphones, yeah, and we had three people on set, so it forced us into a situation where 
you would ask a question into the microphone, and then you would have to put the microphone over to the guest and have the microphone in, so you can actually hear what Nate Albarea was saying at the time. And so Darren's trying to open his water bottle while asking a question, but then he has to put the microphone over in front of Nate. So he's trying to do like four different things at once. (laughs) And this is the first time that we're doing this setup. So it's all new to us at that point, too. So there's a lot of things going on. And then you kind of reach over. You did the you did that trick where you throw the water bottle between your legs and you try to use one arm to twist off the cap. I, I don't know if it worked necessarily for you, um, but then you're able to transfer it to the table, put out the microphone to Nate and then tip. And then I didn't even know that the water bottle was I didn't even know it was a thing until I felt water going from my my hip all the way into my sock. And that's the part that doesn't come through on the video is that Jordan was soaking wet as a result of me knocking over the water bottle in my clumsy attempt to open it and try to do two things simultaneously while holding the microphone with my left and trying one-handedly to open up the water bottle, the Dasani water bottle with my right. It, it tipped over and it went right into Jordan's director's chair. And it soaked your underpants. Underpants were very wet. Um, so I think it sets us By up. By the way, for they, a, they did. They just canceled this game at halftime. That's yeah, crazy. Um, that's the world we're in. It sets us up for a sponsorship opportunity. I do believe. I think it was well said. I believe Drew was the one who said it with the locals, uh, the supporters group with SD Loyal saying, "Yeah, well, you guys need to get a sippy cup." kind of sponsorship deal now get something right there on set because that's how we roll man we're gonna roll with those and we're gonna improve on that and it was fun it was like 60 minutes of great stuff charlie adams was fantastic we did post that in our podcast feed so if you want to hear what it sounded like on the pitch pitch side is where we were um just recapping that first game for san diego loyal chatting it up with charlie adams who scored the first goal talking with uh, nate abarea that is the most recent podcast and uh i don't know when the next time will be pitch side for that darren but I look forward to it whenever it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. And and more announcements coming on that. We'll let the club deal with some of the formal announcements. But that was that was fun. That was a lot of fun to just be down there and uh, get a chance to to listen to Landon post match. You know, I'll tell you what the match itself. And now they've already played since. So you know, I don't know that it requires a ton of analysis. But Las Vegas Lights had itself a plan coming in, and I'm sure SD Loyal did as well. But what was that that Mike Tyson said about having a plan? Everybody's got a plan till what? To get punched in the mouth. To get punched in the mouth or until there's a shot on goal three seconds into the match, which is what the Las Vegas Lights did. That was by design. I will can tell you that, doing a little snooping around. That was on purpose. That was on purpose. They wanted to shoot, put a shot on target three seconds into the match. As soon as the whistle blew... Deliver a pass, shoot the ball on goal. Now, I don't know if that's because they noticed something about the way SD Loyal's keepers are off the line or the height or the combination thereof. Or if it was a tone setter. Tone setter, create a little bit of chaos. I don't know what, but I asked. I mean, I specifically asked, and I'll say it here. I asked Eric Winaldo, was that by design? He goes, yeah, everything was by design. So, you know, Winaldo, he, he said, and of course, the one shot. From Junior Burgos, it's nominated the Wonder Goal Goal of the Week in USL. I think it should perhaps be nominated for the Goal of the Year in the USL. That was from distance as well. So there was something there. And after the match, Jordan, tell me what you make out of this. I saw Winalda. You know, I'm, I like Winalda, and and you know, he, I, I, I don't know, we're friends, but you know, we're we're good you know, acquaintances. And so I said hello to him, and one of the loyal players, not chasing him necessarily, but followed Winalda off the pitch. I was like, hey, Eric, who was your scout, man? Who was your scout? Like, like, where'd you get the intel? 
And I was like, huh. That's interesting. What do you make out of that? Um, <laughs> um, what I make out of that is that they potentially saw something. And like you said, they had a plan coming in and they executed it. I think the numbers really back it up. There's a lot of things that showcase that there was a very specific plan from Las Vegas. The shot right away. Their goal, the one goal, the wonder yeah. goal. Take that wonder goal away. SD Loyal have six points, but that one went in. Um, I believe they finished with how many shots, Darren? I think it was more than 20. 21, I believe, was 21 the... to 3 were the total shots in the match. Now, but favoring you... Las Vegas, shots on goal, I think, was like 6 or 7 to 1. But did you see how many of those shots were outside the box? Yeah. There was about, I believe, the breakdown of like the 21 shots that Vegas took Saturday night. 18 of those were from outside the box. So what does that tell you? That tells that tells you that they want to shoot from distance, and they wanted to shoot from distance from anywhere. And we saw that from the very first, well, the second touch of the game, technically, and then a couple minutes later. They wanted to shoot from anywhere on the field and just kind of rattle um, SD Loyal. Um, is this a plan that Las Vegas would use if... They only had a couple of days to prepare. If this was months into a season and they were playing a midweek game against San Diego, is this the style that they would take? Or is this kind of a, well, this is our first game of the season. We've been prepping for this thing for months, and we came up with some wild plan. Let's let's ride with it. Let's see what happens. I don't, I don't know if they would have taken the same approach if they only had a couple of days preparing. Who knows? But... It sounds like you definitely know that it was on purpose. Well, when all that even admitted on radio, he did say on radio in the build-up to the match, he came on and said, oh, I've got some surprises for Landon. And I think there was a little bit of that, like, hey, I've been coaching and managing here for the better part of a decade. This is his first ever match. I'm sure he's got this plan. I'm sure he's got these great ideas of the way everything is going to look. And I'm sure that it's going to be... And this is the way it's going to be in training. And, and then when all just came in here and just decided to create a whole lot of chaos in the midfield, start bombing away from long range, et cetera. And then you throw in an injury. That's another silver lining to this. Joe Greenspan goes down. So now with 30 days off, maybe he'll be uh, able to come back and fully healthy whenever it is that the USL resumes. It's an interesting point. But you know, he goes down, and then you know they start bombing away from distance, and then they make a mess out of the midfield, and it's a little more difficult to get shots than perhaps it was during training or perhaps it was during the preseason. So, yeah, I, I think there was definitely... Um, Definitely uh, an approach and a blueprint from Las Vegas Lights just to, like, you know, just to, to create a lot of chaos in the middle of the field and, yeah. and see what happens. The uh, the tone after that match. Um, again, very go back, and again, go back to what Nauta, what he said, because like, he said on radio, he goes, Oh, I've got some things planned for, for Landon. He was very happy after the match. He was very happy. He, was he, was, very, he thought he, they should have won, too. And I'm not sure that he's wrong. I mean, 21 to 3. I They were the better side. They were, which is. That's what it was. And so Winaldo was I, I saw him on the field after as well, and he was he was loving it up. You got two different tones from the two clubs. You had Landon Donovan holding a press conference there on the field with microphones and cameras and the bright lights in his face, and he's talking about how we wish we got more. We we were a little disappointed, potentially a little nervous for this one. And Winaldo had a very different feel walking off the field, and he's all smiles. And he's he was I saw him. He was playing around with their, I don't know if it was their social media cameraman or someone, but there's a cameraman following him off the field and Winalda was very happy and very playful in front of that camera. I've been looking for that video because I really want to see it because I, I saw it happen live in person. I want to see how it actually looked like uh, once it turned into a video. But he he would walk away and then he like would he turned around at one point back at that camera and kind of just gave it like we did it. Kind of like one of those we did it. I'm like this one. It was one one. Um, By the way, Winalda also I think it should be pointed out since you and I are hyper focused on wardrobe. 
short sleeves the entire night. And a ball cap. You and I were freezing our asses off. We're yeah. like, I told my wife, I was like, can you bring a coat, please? Because we were there for pregame. I'm like, bring a coat. I'm I was cold. Like begging for a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> in short sleeves, all pre-match, all during the match, and then afterwards parading around. Yeah. Yeah, Winalda, <laughs> he went with like the track pants, polo, and ball cap. And I think he was just like rocking like running shoes, like Nike running shoes. Yeah. LD, I think we predicted correctly what he was going to wear. He had the uh, he had nice pants on, nice shoes, and he had that jacket that went down nearly to his knees, the black jacket. Um, I thought, yeah. I mean, it was exactly what we were hoping from yeah. Landon. And Landon we said had San Diego's pep at least that night. And Landon afterwards did say he thought nerves were a little bit of, of a factor. You know, he thought Charlie Adams told us Charlie the same. Adams said maybe a little bit as well. I don't. They didn't want to make excuses, but I think it's also understandable. You know, you only uh, you get that chance to make a first impression, and you want to make a good one. You got a capacity crowd. You got six thousand plus people, right? Like. You want to give everybody a reason to come back. You know, that's a big part of this as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can buy that. I can buy that. I also just, you know, I thought that that lights, the SD light, uh, LV lights just, you know, they came in and were like, fuck it, man. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's just go out here and make a mess of this. So the uh, return leg for Vegas is in August. It's my birthday weekend. So I... Uh... We get to see what whatever random jersey the Las Vegas Lights will wear that night, but that is going to be the return leg. If anyone, yeah. if if the matches, I'm assuming hopefully by August we're we're playing some USL matches, but that's when you'll get the next opportunity to see Landon Donovan against Eric Winaldo. What I thought was very interesting last night, Darren, Wednesday night when SD Loyal played in Tacoma. Uh, in an empty stadium, they did not allow any fans in except for those four people that were up on that hill with a couple flags. Um, they made an appearance a couple times on the broadcast. Yeah, that was funny. Good for them. Nine changes to the starting lineup, which was very interesting. I I believe we did talk about it um, on a podcast. I don't I don't remember exactly where we talked about this, but we we were expecting there could be some significant changes. I, I think we did on the pre. We did on the pregame, on the pre-game show, yeah. is when we talked about it. Yeah, the, the the next match you'll see something potentially Saturday, but then you do get an opportunity in a midweek on the road in Tacoma to really shake things up and see a little bit. When you talk about this depth with this team and there's so many different players and Landon is learning um, on the fly, obviously as a first time head coach in that regard, but we're also learning more about these players and this roster and who is, how is this going to shake out? Who will be the starters? Cause I never got the impression going in uh, to the regular season and coming out of camp that Landon knew exactly who the same 11 were going to be every single night. Like I never had that impression that it's going to be, here's your 11 and this is your lineup every single night going forward it's going to take time i'm sure to find out who fits and who gels and how this is going to how this is all going to work out but nine changes to the starting 11 which is not anything to ignore that is a significant amount of change including in net and then obviously greenspan um with the with the injury i'm he wasn't even on the bench so you can go ahead and call that an injury um he was not able to play greenspan was probably one of those guys that you would pencil in every single game i don't know how many people you can pencil in every single game as there's your automatic there's there's a few for sure but there's going to be a learning curve uh with this roster and i think we saw a lot of that last night in tacoma with the amount of changes that we saw and we i mean the offense looked better yeah, Francis Atuahene. Oh my goodness, he is fast. Absolutely, that's a that's a good pickup there on loan from FC Dallas. Yeah, say his last name again for us. Atuahene. 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 That's, that's what I've heard on broadcast. Correct. That's how I've heard nobody, it as well. And nobody at the club has they've they've confirmed that that's right. So he's, he's on loan from FC Dallas. He's been with FC Dallas since 2018. He's been set on loan in 2018, 2019, and now in 2020 he's in San Diego to play for SD Loyal, but. I mean, he scores a brace. I don't know when the next match is going to be for San Diego Loyal, but 
my guess is he's probably going to be in the starting lineup because he was very impactful right, in the final preseason match in Reno as well. This was a much similar lineup to what we saw in Reno when they won 4-2 versus what we saw 1-1 against Vegas at home. And so. that would have been the interesting conversation this week is, yeah. you know, who is up front? Is it Para? Uh, we saw action in, in both matches Lawal. with Kudis Lawal. Would Atua Hene been able to play Saturday? I mean, these are... But now those questions kind of get curved. We don't know now. So, and we don't even know like what's next for them. Like, do they continue to train? So, you know, that's uh, that's the answer to a lot of these questions. You know, whether it's here or whether it's uh, any place else, we just we don't know. Yeah. You have another podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're going to be quarantined. Should we just do the podcast? Are you going to be home and I'll be home and we'll just call each other on the phone and just record the phone conversation? Well, we've done that before. We have done that before. I mean, think about the Euros. I don't know. I mean, Euros are coming up this summer. That's right. That's yeah, why the further you push back some of these leagues, the more you then say, well, what are we doing with Olympics? What are we doing with the Euros? What are we doing with Copa America? What, what are we doing? Yeah, It's always good to be prepared. Yeah, have a plan. I don't know that that's the most important part. Be prepared yeah. for something like this. Yeah. So, I mean, now we finish after. <laughs> I guess that's it. I mean, are you against just calling it, calling the 2020 season, and just sending the trophy home to San Diego with four points? I'm not not against it, but I think I'm it's not a little, encouraging I think it's a little, it. Jordan, since uh, it's been 30 minutes since USL announced that it was suspending play for 30 days. All right. Fair I enough. think it's probably premature. I'm just saying I'm not not ruling it out. I want the star. I'm not ruling it out. Give us the star. I want the star. Although I would just say, uh, whenever it is that SD Loyal gets back underway, whenever it is that the United Soccer League decides, okay, we're, we're all systems go, if I'm running SD Loyal, come on out to Torero Stadium. Catch your top of the table, SD Loyal. First place, San Diego Loyal. <laughs> um... <laughs> So obviously this this hits Europe as well. You bring up Euros this summer and are they playing I, these Europa matches today? I have no idea. Is cha- what's going to happen with Champions League? We saw one of the best matches, oh one of the gosh. greatest matches yesterday with Liverpool and Atletico Madrid. I, I don't think Nate Abarea will tell us this was one of the greatest. But and if that was the last European match for a while, like that was a good way to go out. That's that not, was phenomenal. That was unbelievable. To, like it's just the reaction. I'm glad. I'm glad there were fans in the stadium for that one because had that kind of match played out at that stage in Champions League with no one in the building and to have that drama with no one to react to it, 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 the fans helped create how great that match was. was. And I know it was the home fans were not happy, but their response to everything happening plays into how important they are and how great it is. The supporter culture is in soccer and how important it is. But what a match it was. My goodness. I know. And it's still true now. This is an amazing, amazing tidbit that Diego Simeone, the manager at Atletico Madrid, has never lost a Champions League tie. So not group stage, knockout rounds to a team that didn't have Cristiano Ronaldo on it. That is unbelievable. You wonder how many Champions Leagues he uh, may have won by now. And And maybe even considered maybe the greatest manager. If it weren't for CR7 getting in the way. And just perfect for him to say, this is what Atleti's all about. Like, underdog, cholismo, we get to be who we are, who our identity is. We don't like this big club status thing. We like underdogs and feeling like we're, we're, oh, going into Anfield. It was just, it was amazing because Liverpool was home. They were home. They were there. They had the lead in extra time. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it's, that's a wrap. 
That's a wrap. Is he ever going to leave Atletico Madrid? There's the, every year it's the conversation. After this, how could you? Yeah, I don't I don't see how you could. Now, he always says yes at some point. He he's, gets connected. He's going to go to Italy. He's going to go back to Argentina. But, God, I hope he stays there forever. He's good for the league. He's great for he's the great league. He's great for the league, especially because he's not the manager of Barcelona or Real Madrid. Yeah. You know, like he, it really does elevate another club. He's perfect. I mean, he's perfect for that. You know, we're underdogs. The only problem is, is that Atletico Madrid has turned into a big club now, and they it's are. like it's uncomfortable because it's not really what he's all about. Yeah. I mean, I I've really felt for Liverpool fans the fact that Morata scored a goal. Oh my God! <laughs> are you kidding me? I saw that guy at the bridge for a long time. Yep. I felt for Liverpool fans. I mean, Morata finds the back of the net, huh? I was shocked by that. Shocking. I didn't know he was still playing. Yeah. All right. Well, if we do, like you said, I think it was well said, Darren. If we, uh, if that's a wrap on Champions League, which I don't, we haven't been given any indication that it is. If if you do want to finish it there on that match, that's that's an okay match to finish it on because it was really really good. Yeah. Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully you know that that we're all exercising a level of caution, whether this is the collective or the individuals, and we can be back doing the sort of stuff that we consider normal and integral to our lives every single day before too long. That this is just a temporary disruption. And all the things that we love, but you know, if it's a small price to pay to make sure that we and our loved ones are safe, then you know, I think then we just got to roll with that. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, uh, stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on what's happening. I guess. Yeah. But stay tuned. Stay tuned and stay healthy, and and you know, just, and enjoy uh, San Diego being in first place for the foreseeable future. Absolutely, puff your chest out a little bit. Yeah, you I, can do that now. Absolutely. Um, sponsors are Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista, also Sport Clips. Want to thank them as well. And uh, anything else we need to get to, Darren? This is obviously a little bit of a different podcast. No, I didn't even. I, I had no notes. I had no yeah. script here. I had no. Um, we had nothing. You know, yeah. just sort of this. This is the status. This is this is where we're at. You know so. what would be really cool since since we won't be able to see these guys on the field for at least thirty days, if we do have the opportunity to talk to a couple of the players from San Diego, because this is the time that we would have learned a lot about these players on the field as players. But Charlie Adams, a guy, a great example. He's he. I would love to have him on the podcast, not to talk about like recapping a game. He seemed like a really interesting guy just to talk to and get to yeah, know him. Get a little bit more. In and depth maybe this is a good opportunity to kind of dive in and get to know some of these guys before they are back onto the yeah. field. So, uh, Cutis Law had an amazing story when we went down the training. Oh I would love gosh. to share that story. Yes, yeah. So maybe this allows us to kind of go down that road a little bit we'll in the foreseeable future. So uh, again, want to thank our sponsors and stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned.